Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. The number one seed's in some trouble in the NBA. Come on, are they really? Are we hitting the panic button quite yet, Brent? Are you? I'm not. I'm, I told. I, I gave you the stats yesterday. The Rhino Magic last year beat the Toronto Raptors in Game One of the opening round. I, you saw I what the Raptors did. Panic button. I mean, no yeah. panic button for me. I mean, I don't care who wins. Can't use the bubble as an excuse, though. LeBron did that. Like you can't use that. Everyone's going through the bubble. The bubble has its pros and cons. Uh, if you're a one seed and you're going to have home court throughout, then that hurts you a little bit. But at the mm-hmm. same time, if you're LeBron and you've been in the league for 17 years, you don't have to travel at all. You don't have to do it. Everything's right there. You right. stay at home and play. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't think the bubble's an excuse. Uh, I do, listen, I said this yesterday. We had this topic in all sports. I do think in the playoffs, uh, in big events, I think the the athletes – are getting hurt a little bit and maybe on occasion even helped because of the lack of drama, tense moments, all that stuff by the lack of fans. I mean, I do think when it's high pressure situations, I think it impacts the athletes more in the postseason um, or those high impact uh, situations without fans. No doubt. Uh, one way or another, some people feed off it and some are distracted by it or can't handle it. Because of the nerves. And we brought up yesterday the three seconds to go free throw. I mean, if you're on the road, that's a different animal than when you're at home trying to hit that free throw. See, I don't think the bubble's necessarily an excuse, but I think the fact that they haven't been playing together for a long time, that's Fair an enough. excuse. Because, I mean, I haven't said, yeah, I haven't said, like, we can't look at these teams like we looked at them during the regular season. These are different teams now. And keep in mind, yes, Portland's playing very well. Damian Lillard didn't want to come and play in the bubble. Damian Lillard was ready to turn away the season and say, you know what, I'm going to go on vacation, good luck to you. So with that being said, I think the fact that these guys haven't played together and there's kind of a lack of chemistry, I do feel like that's a validated excuse. And I would say with the Trailblazers, the break gave them long enough to get Nurkic on the team. He hadn't played with the team all season, and yeah, if he had, they got maybe they're a three seed, maybe they're a four seed. So that's a big part of it too, at least for that matchup. They're better than an eight seed. Oh, for without, yes. especially the way Lillard's playing right sure. now. I mean, so no doubt, that's a tough draw for the Lakers in that sense. Oh, plus, yeah. they've got momentum. They've built themselves some momentum. Yeah. They're like the team that you know, this is always the case, right? In the NFL, it's the first round bye. Do you want the bye? Do you rest up? Do you get healthy? Yeah. Or do you want to play the guy that the team that had to win the last two games of the regular season won the wild card round and is coming in on fire and playing their best football of the year when we've seen how those first round buys have gone recently well i mean it doesn't mean yeah. <laughs> it just depends how you handle it you know yeah. it depends how it shakes out now these are longer series when you have series the better team usually wins 
Sure. I mean, and so we'll see what happens uh, with the Lakers. We'll see what happens with the Bucks. The problem for the Bucks is a little bit different in my estimation. Mm-hmm. They were not playing great going into the pandemic. True. Remember, they had lost, lost like four or five. five. Yeah. Now, they've never got it together. Mm-hmm. And people have always – well, not always. I mean, it hasn't been long enough. But the one thing about the Greek freak, how good he is <laughs> – Yeah. That if, if they put everybody on them and put all the attention to them, they force others to try to beat them. Yeah, and, yeah. And, have, and is that a proven commodity yet? The answer is no. Well, listen, he's – okay, and Kuz texted us this last night about how he's only won, like, what, two playoff games in his entire five-year career, his, his illustrious five-year career. People forget what the Greek freak was like his first couple years in the NBA. Yeah. He wasn't good. He was completely raw. Like, when he got drafted, people in Milwaukee weren't celebrating, jumping on top desk saying, we got Giannis out of the Kempo, let's go. He's going to save our city. Nobody cared because he was a, a raw, right. raw prospect who was like 170 pounds, soaking wet. Nobody believed in him. It wasn't until probably two and a half, three years ago we actually showed that, you know what, this guy's special because his rookie year was kind of whatever. His second year, Man, and then as he started to progress a little bit, then they put the pieces around him. I agree with you. Where right now it seems like it's Giannis Antetokounmpo versus the world, when that shouldn't be the case. When you're paying Chris Middleton a max deal, you got to step up, right? When you let Brogdon go because you have Eric Bledsoe, Eric Bledsoe, got to step up. So I agree with you that it is Giannis's team, but people forget where he's come yeah. from. I mean, he's only fresh for like the past two or three years where he's actually a viable NBA All-Star. Well, and that's what... I was kind of alluding to with that was, you know, with Giannis, like the narratives, he's, he's one of the best players. He's a great player, blah, blah, blah. And, and this happens with LeBron too. The second you start losing, they go, Oh man, this is going to destroy his legacy. If he goes out in the first round Well, with Giannis, that's what I was wondering is going to come up. And then I wonder if that, I mean, you know, players read things. I just wonder if that actually will affect him at all. If he's going into games like, man, I got to get this, you know, everyone's against me. And then he starts playing that way. Uh, if teams are honing in on him and he starts trying to be the one that does it, that could be bad. What, here's the favorite part of that tweet that like, who shared with me. The guy goes, Giannis was drafted seven years ago and his two playoff series wins includes the Pistons without Blake and the 2019 Celtics without Kyrie Irving. Oh, I'm sorry. Was Blake Griffin the difference between the Pistons being the Milwaukee Bucks or not? Probably not. But the fact we no, got to put Blake Griffin in the mix and say, <laughs> well, the, the Pistons didn't have Blake Griffin. Giannis Antetokounmpo got lucky. Uh, no, he would have beat the Pistons with Blake Griffin. It would have been harder, though, I guess was the point. He would have beat the Pistons with Blake Griffin. I don't really think you need to add in the hedges on, on he's got two series in Thank seven you. years. That's, yeah. that's, that's the statement. Yeah, I mean, it's not you, who's playing or not. I mean, yeah, nobody does that when you win series and say, well, they, you, you won a series, but it Thank wasn't, you. What, they didn't have so and so. So here's the thing. Uh, Giannis had what? What do you have? 31 and like 14 or something? 31 and, and change, yeah. which is like a typical night for him. So it's not like he played poorly. Mm-hmm. And uh, LeBron, all he did was 20 plus, 15 <laughs> plus, 15 plus. It's triple double. I mean, no big deal. Other people have to step up and play. Well, kick out Kuzma, let's go. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> the bottom line. I mean, that's how you do it. And that's why people like the Clippers because the, yeah. the Clippers have a nice supporting cast. Uh, so. How about that? Basketball again, NBA. Here's the thing. You see what's happening here? You know why we're talking a little hoops? This is because it's happening. 
Mm-hmm. Like, we have sports playoffs happening in almost like a March Madness kind of style, which we discussed a little bit yesterday. I think it's fantastic. Now, I'm not locked in. I mean, I don't sit here and watch TV at 1.30 in the afternoon. Uh, that's not <laughs> really what I do, unless it's like the Ryder Cup or, or the, the Masters or something, then I'll flip it on. Do what you got to so do. I've got to almost train myself that it's on, mm-hmm. but it's cool that it's on. And you got the four games a day. I mean, I think this atmosphere is awesome. Uh, and so, well, I should say the lineup is awesome. The atmosphere is not awesome, but the lineup is, is tremendous. Tremendous um, that we've got sports talking about. Listen, baseball has been happening. That's good. Baseball uh, games every night for the most part. There have been t- some teams that have had to cancel, but the games don't feel like they mean anything mm-hmm. right yet. And, and so while it's fun to watch, even as a baseball fan, they're not ramped up. I mean, I think once we get to like 40 games and there's maybe 20 games left. Uh, because it's such a short season, then it will feel like, oh, the race is on. So uh, this is good uh, with the with the NBA. Still not feeling the NHL, which is interesting that you said. I just feel like the NHL is harder to find. You know, like it, it's yeah. like you better know where to look for it. Well, yeah, I mean, well, the you, NBA, you can run right into it. You better have the, the, the NBC sports package going with the NHL. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. But the NHL, you said yesterday the ratings were up 57%. 47%. 47%. Correct. That's great. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's tremendous. Yeah. So... Uh, good stuff uh, out of there. Jaguars had the day off today, so there's nothing coming out of uh, the practice. Well, listen, no news is good news right now for the Jags. We'll take that all Nobody day. retired in the last 24 hours. <laughs> we don't think anybody got hurt, but we'll hear what Doug Marone has to say tomorrow. Yeah. And, heck, the way this thing's gone, just glad nobody's getting hurt on their off day. That's what I'm saying, man. I mean, it's been that kind of start in terms of uh, attrition. But then there's this weird thing going on. See, if if I had not looked at the rest of social media mm-hmm. and C.J. Henderson tweeted, mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't really blink an eye. Now, he did say the one about the media at 1245 that caught my attention. Oh, that I can't wait for, Brent. I but, want you I want you there tomorrow. I can't wait to see this go down. But what happens on social media is Twitter started to kind of make it a thing. Yeah. They're, they're basically like, did something go down with it? Like, I wake up this morning, there's a, and he's tweeting still, or there are more tweets, and, like, something wrong with C.J. Henderson. What's going on with C.J. Henderson? What's he mad about? We, you talk about cryptic Yon tweets. Yeah. This was different level from a quiet guy. Yeah. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about it. What does it mean? We'll break it down a little and break down some tweets. Uh, but were you a little surprised from, or, or does is this alarming at all? What's your initial thought on the C.J. Henderson First of Tweets. all, I mean, and keep in mind, I didn't see these last night. I saw these this morning. And, you know, Twitter was ablaze with retweeting CJ Henderson asking, is this guy okay right now? Because apparently he spent the entire morning and last night, so two hours of sleep, just tweeting about random stuff. And what it appeared to from me as I read through him, and we can break these all down. It's going to be a long show if we do that, though. But basically, is you know, he was kind of in his thoughts a little bit. And instead of just, you know, taking a deep breath, he put him on Twitter. And I don't know if you want to break these down. You want me to break these no, down? No, we'll do it in a little bit. Yeah. Down? Yeah. I mean, but, um, just, yeah. My, Here we go again. Wait, what is going on? What is this, what's going to happen tomorrow at 1245? I'm locked in. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> my, my first initial reaction, though, as I went on his Twitter profile and, and saw these tweets, because this is my job now. Never thought I'd be doing this, but here we are. And what I noticed is that people... We're talking about him, obviously, on Twitter. But he would type his name in and, like, quote those tweets, right? Like, these tweets weren't at him. Some of these weren't. Uh, so he had to go it find was, him. It was people just, you know, typing about him on Twitter, not adding him, as they say, in Twitter lingo. And then he goes out of his way to try to call those people out, let's just say. So, listen, 
he's a first round pick. Okay. So far be it for me to tell him how he should act as a football player, what he should and should not do. But I'm just going to say, man, if you're worried about what the general public or what somebody in, a, in their mom's basement has to say about you, you shouldn't be. All right. Because in the game of life, guess what right now, man? You won. Okay. And, and like he was stating, like, you know, he was tired of eating ramen noodles. That's fantastic. So you came from a very rough spot and now look where you're at. You're a first round pick set to make millions and millions of dollars in the city of Jacksonville. In the game of life, you won right now, man. So who cares what these random people who probably aren't as as successful as you have to say? Just do your own thing, man. Like, this is the whole point of trolling. Like, usually when you troll somebody, you troll somebody, you know, that's ahead of you, right? Like, you troll a celebrity. Or or you troll, you know, I sometimes get political, obviously. But, like, you troll someone that's in more power or has a better status than you do. You don't come down and troll somebody who's below you. Like, that makes no sense. And that's, like, way too much energy being used when you got to focus on your rookie year, man. Now, once again, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just saying, from my perspective, why worry about those people? Yeah, it kind of has a little bit of yawn feel in that respect. Like, he would respond to some people, like, why are you responding to this person? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, Well, yeah. and listen, and I'll be the first guy to respond to somebody and tell them how I feel. Oh, I don't mind but it either, then, but I'm not getting, but like... Then you- Go on with your life. Yeah. You know, don't make it a whole big thing. Well, and it's tenfold for these guys compared to us, yeah. uh, you know, in terms of followers and how many people that might say something. So pretty interesting uh, mm-hmm. what it all means. Uh, we'll try to interpret uh, cryptic tweet season <laughs> is, is back. back. Yeah. <laughs> it's the so, gift that keeps on giving. Hey, you know what else I want to ask today? Just a quick thought. We've been talking so much about the Jags defensive line. Could there be a diamond in the rough? The bottom line is it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And the Jags have to deal with it. But they also have to find some players, a rotation. Could there be – there are some guys that – I mean, people I've never even seen, heard of, whatever. Could you find a diamond in the rough? Who might that be as you look at the Jags' depth chart? Uh, if we put odds on this thing, uh, who would maybe uh, rise to the top? We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, college football is happening in the ACC, SEC, Big 12. The Big 10 conversations continue, even though it's not happening. Notre Dame has had a bunch of uh, positive tests on their campus. They are going online classes for the next couple of weeks. We saw what happened with UNC. pac 12s not playing ball. We get into a little discussion today about if there are no students on campus, or at least taking classes on campus, should you be playing sports? How do we feel about that part of it? Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later on as well. So we got some things to do here on a Wednesday. Hope you're doing well. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 69. Hope you enjoyed the new lineup, by the way. Been listening to the Mike Greenberg show and Max Kellerman show and get your day started in the morning uh, with Keyshawn and Jay and Zubin. And then, of course, the, the old standard, Levitard and Stugatz. And we're right in the middle of it all. And coming up after us live, local loud, plus some NBA hoops, the play-by-play right here on ESPN 690. We'll be back. Talk a little uh, C.J. Henderson <laughs> on the field and off the field because we haven't spent a lot of time on C.J. Henderson. Yep. So let's talk a little C.J. Henderson uh, coming up next on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. How many push-ups did you do in three minutes? Did you try the challenge? Austin Lane. I don't, I don't need lactic acid build up when I'm in fight camp. Brent, you kidding me? Take my word for it. I've been more than you. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I think that'll help me out a lot, you know, the competition I've been against, you know, day one in the SEC. I think it's going to help me, you know, tremendously with my confidence and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm ready to go out there and help help the team any way I can. 
That was C.J. Henderson. We're going to talk a little C.J. Henderson in a moment. Jaguars' first-round uh, draft pick, uh, top 10 draft pick. Could the Jaguars be getting more draft picks sooner than later? There's a report from Michael Lombardi, who hates the Jags, by the way. Oh, does he? Oh, hates them. Just kills the Jags all the time. Uh, and he's saying that the Jags are close to trading Yannick Ngakwe. Hmm. You want you want to quote the exact tweet you have in front of you? Yeah, because I'm tweeting everybody that we're talking about it right now. All right. Well, do, <laughs> do you do you want me to wait? Hang on. No. In five, four. I'm ready. Three, I read four. it already. I know, but I'm waiting until you put the tweet out it, so it that is. people can come on and everything. They're, yeah, they're good. They're good. And we're good. Everybody, everybody's on. The world is on. And we're on. Okay, great. So <laughs> Michael Lombardi, um, is, is this verified? Brent, we checked the blue check mark, and we're good to go. Yeah, we're verified. Go. I uh, didn't do that. Glad you did. <laughs> Go to, uh, and according to NFL sources, that Jacksonville is extremely close to trading Yannick Ngakwe today or tomorrow. They have a firm offer in place, parentheses, hearing a two. Looks like this holdout will be over soon, and Jacksonville will be get will get more picks for their tanking. Ha! Nicely done, Lombard. Yeah, he, no, that's, he, I'm telling you, he hates the Jags. I guess so. Uh, but, okay, so let's just dissect this. Could the Jaguars be trading Yan? Absolutely, right? Uh, that's been in p- potential for a long time. Yeah. A two? Yeah. Like, as in a second-round pick? Is that how you interpreted that? Absolutely. Like, not two picks. A two. A two. Yeah. That's, I mean, it says hearing like a two. 33 through. Correct. Second-round pick. Four. Hearing a two. Second-round pick. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I love how we're on the same page right now because we're, like, we're sitting at each other right now and we're think, like, kind of thinking the same player, thing. Right? Like, and a defensive well, end or defensive tackle and something listen, like that. Listen, and, and this is where I'm coming. I think we're on the same page here, Brent. Yannick Ngakwe, we, we've said on this show many times that we feel it should be a first-round pick, right? I mean, the, the guy's 25 years old. His best football is still ahead of him, still coming into his prime. You know what he gives you on the field, pretty reliable in terms of injury history. There's a lot to like about Yannick Ngakwe. The fact that you might be giving up only a second-round pick for him and trading for that I don't like that for a couple reasons. Number one, your defensive line is decimated right now. More specifically, your defensive tackles and maybe your notes, right? So your interior defensive line needs to be addressed immediately. Not right now. I'm talking yesterday. I'm talking two days ago. So I would have liked to see maybe a Yannick Ngakwe trade with a defensive lineman, obviously. And maybe that's still going to come down the pipe. We'll see. But what we're hearing right now and what Lombardi said is it's only a second-round pick. Okay, fine. My other problem is, listen, if you don't plan on trading Yannick Ngakwe for an interior defensive lineman right now because you need it so bad, but you, you, you think, you know what, we're fine, we like who we got, we got Taven Bryan, uh, we just got Timmy Jernigan. So if the plan is to trade Yannick Ngakwe for more draft capital next year, the following year, whatever, why not wait until the market is hotter? Why not wait until COVID-19, you know, maybe take some players out? Why not wait till injuries obviously happen and a team maybe on the brink of playoffs is missing that edge rusher? Then you have some capital be like, well, you guys want a pass rusher? We got one right here. First round pick. Like to me, it's so early in the game right now to trade for draft value, 
to me, it's in the game right now. We have to be trading for interior defensive linemen or pieces that are going to help your team out, not pieces for next year. So hearing this news right now, I'm, I'm a little confused that the fact they want to give away a second-round pick, and that's it for Yannick Ngakwe. Well, yeah, again, who knows what the structure of the deal could be. Uh, and there you could know, be more. I mean, it's just one speculation. There right? work in sources that this is not as imminent, maybe, as the report is in- indicating, but who knows. Uh, that, that's that's my early indication, is that it's not as imminent uh, as, as this might um, indicate, but also um, not getting a lot of denials or not trues or that kind of thing either. So there could be some smoke here um, is the early indication that I'm getting. But to go back to yet, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. We had the conversation of would you trade Jan for some help along that defensive front? You think, yeah, possibly. Absolutely. Uh, I think a lot of folks would like to see that. I would not. I I don't believe that. Now, there have been recent conversations between the Jaguars, Dave Caldwell especially, and Yannick Ngakwe. And maybe they have reset kind of where they are in terms of what they're thinking. Whether it's the Jags going forward, the Jags from a dollar perspective, Jan from a wanting to play here this year beyond where he would like to go, uh, all those things. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they have, you know, if the pros and cons were, were, were dealt out months and months ago, even as last year or three months ago, and the Jags didn't like the situation the way it was, Jan didn't like the situation. They stuck their, their head in the sand and said, we, we ain't leaving our spots. Well, now that he split ways with his agent, now that there's been a little communication, well, maybe they reset whatever they were discussing, their priorities, their feelings, all that stuff. So where that is, we have no idea. But maybe that led to, you know what, even after splitting with the agent, Jan still is pretty strong at he wants out of here. Mm -hmm. And now that we are communicating in a civil way, and now that we feel like this is a good conversation – Let's do the business the way we've kind of done business in the past, and that is if it's not going to work out here, let's do what's good for the franchise but also good for the player, a la A.J. Boye, a la uh, Calais Campbell, and then Mm -hmm. good for the franchise certainly when it comes to Jalen Ramsey because they got so much in return. So that's kind of what we talked about a little bit yesterday. I'm not a big fan of the the trade him away because I think he would have been forced to sign the franchise tag. Maybe their feeling is he's just going to be so unhappy it's a useless and and futile effort, even if he signs it. Yeah, he's going to sign it, but he's going to be not that happy while we're trying to win games and and get through this kind of reload, rebuild standpoint. Mm -hmm. And they've got a better feel of all that than we do. But I just don't know why this would be good for the franchise. A second-round pick does nothing for me. Like, again, if it's a second-round pick and a player, well, then tell me who the player is, and then I'll I'll, I'll readjust my position. Well, but if Lombardi's yeah. right and it's one pick and it's just a second-round pick, I don't understand how that's good for the franchise. Listen, I, I'm a guy who said I, I think Jalen Ramsey was a great player. Mm-hmm. I think Jalen Ramsey around here still would be very good for Jacksonville, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, and, and we'll have a little conversation about Jalen Ramsey later, another edition of Hard Knocks. Yeah. And, and But the bottom line is they got a ton in return for Jalen Ramsey. That made a lot of sense for the franchise. Mm-hmm. As long as it wasn't a franchise QB you were trading away, you would almost trade anybody away for that package that they got in return. 
I don't know where this is good for the franchise other than the fact that you don't have to commit maybe 18 million this year or 90 million for the next five years and sign them to a long-term thing. Maybe there is a player involved, so therefore you get some help on the D-line. That would be the only thing I could say. The second-round pick does absolutely nothing for me. Like, I exactly. don't think that's helping a franchise. So you can't win games me. this season. All right? I think Yannick Ngakwe playing three or four games this year gives you a better shot of winning games than obviously a second-round pick next year. Let me ask you this, though, Brent. You seem pretty adamant about this. Why do you feel like the Jaguars shouldn't trade Yannick Ngakwe right now for a defensive tackle or interior defensive lineman? Well, I, I think I ran through some of the free agents to be next year on the defensive line, and nothing jumped out at me like, oh, yeah, you know. I, there, there are some names, uh, and to be honest with you, I'm not here to – break down people's film and tell you this guy's here or there. Yeah, like I would have known Rodney, Rodney Gunther before this year yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. So maybe there is somebody out there that you would be like, okay, I could see. Uh, but I just, I don't think, I think Yannick Ngakwe is a very good player. Mm-hmm. I think Yannick Ngakwe has the chance at, if you think there's any chance of salvaging this year or even beyond to give you something that nobody in the league has. That is Chason, that is Allen, that is Ngakwe. Nobody has a three-headed monster like that. People have two-headed monsters, but yeah. nobody has three-headed monster like that. But keep in mind, only two of those guys could probably be at the field at the same time. That's fair, and, yeah. and you've got to weigh those things. Mm-hmm. You've got to weigh those things. So, uh, And again, the, the big part of this that we can't be answered, I'm, I'm talking in an outside view of this, that... I would just keep that door open that you could salvage something. And maybe they have finally realized it's unsalvageable. But I feel like they could have got this deal and, and got away with the shenanigans for the last year. Yeah. You know, uh, did they do they not feel to your point like the the, the value would go up anymore uh, if like around cut time when people are a little more desperate around trade deadline time when people are a little more desperate to win? I can't imagine I would have hung on to uh, – or I will hung – listen, nothing's happened yet. But if this report from Mike Lombardi, who's connected guy in the league, uh, is true, and it, it would just be a second, you're going to have to convince me there's more than that. There's got to be more than a second. Yeah. Or I'm going to rip this thing <laughs> that, that this happens. Yeah. I, I'm telling you. This is Sunshine of Rainbow's bread coming out right I, now. I, I could not um, – I would, I, I would continue to – yeah, well, be stuck in the sand. This I I think if you were to trade him for a second, actually makes the Jags look bad. Yeah, and then listen, like you said, I don't see what the rush is. If it's only gonna be a second, once again, we don't know if there's gonna be a player or not. I hope it's there's just a player. off the report. We gotta keep reminding yeah. people it's off a report. And I, again, some early indications from from a little uh, digging in in the last few minutes in a commercial break. Yeah, is this might not be as imminent as this tweet kind of indicates, but sure. things happen fast in the NFL, man. So it could be happening as we speak, and, yeah. and something cha- takes a, a turn. Yeah, and listen, the, we we share a different thought here, Brent. And this is why I'd probably make a horrible GM. This is why I'm, not, I'm never going to be in the NFL front office. Because while you have to plan for the future, I understand that. I would be so hell-bent on making sure that I'm ready for the present, to making sure that I'm ready to be successful now. Not later, but right now. And when we talk about right now, I mean, it's... It's it's clear as day, the fact that your defensive line right now, and I get it, you like Taven Bryan. I get it, Dwayne Smoot um, has made a lot of progress, and he's very intriguing, but he's never you know been that bona fide starter that you've been counted on, right? And, and I get it, Avery Jones has been a very good nose technique, but who's your depth? 
Who who do you have right now? And yes, Timmy Jernigan has had some great years. Had that back injury a little bit. Is he a hundred percent? There's a lot of red flags right now. And if I'm the GM and if I'm the front office, yes, I'm trying to accumulate picks for the future and plan ahead and, and revitalize the Jacksonville Jaguars. I get that. But I'm also concerned about the right now. I'm concerned about my job this season. I'm concerned about winning more than three or four games right now to try to save my job. So if I'm trying to do that, I need to make sure that I put my team in the best ability to win this season, not next season, this season. And if you want to do that, that's where I say you trade Yannick Ngakwe for a dire need on your defensive line. So we, we share the same agreement where it's like it better be more than a second-round pick, but we differ from the standpoint of if you're going to trade Yannick Ngakwe, do something for right now to help your career out as opposed to planning for the future because guess what? If you guys have a, a horrible year, who's to say you're going to be here next year? Yeah, I don't think uh, even a player straight up would make a lot of sense for me. Uh, you know, do keep in mind from your standpoint and for everybody who would like to see a little more defensive line depth outside of the pass rusher spot, which now they have and Josh Allen and Chase on. But, but hey, listen, you are never all set. Mm-hmm. You can't have enough of those guys. That's why I'm not giving a guy away. And so... I get the fact that you need some help on that left side of the line, let's call it, uh, the three technique and the big end spot. I get that. And by the way, this isn't just like a, a short-term injury for Rodney Gunter, who you invested three years into in a contract. I mean, th- he's done. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not coming back next year. I, I You can't assume that. I mean, I, I think he's done. It's pretty crystal clear that he's done playing football. Uh, he's on the retired list, yeah. for crying out loud. So I, th- I, I get there's a need there. So if there is, and if a player is involved in potential trade, well, my assumption would be it would be a pretty young player, 25, 26, 27-year-old kind of player that you can now either sign to a deal or have for the next few years as well uh, because that's what you need. You need a little help there. You fill a spot. So it wouldn't just be for this year, but it could be for the building blocks of the future as well. Here's the thing. It's what we're going to have to do now and dig into it a little bit more. In in the break, maybe. But think about the teams that were talking about Jan. Mm-hmm. Seattle. Uh, uh, Philly. Mm-hmm. Cleveland. Mm, who else am I? Uh, I mean, we had kind of proposed like the Jets and Jamal Adams still. Yeah. But that we didn't think they made a ton of sense for them uh, necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we were kind of throwing that out there. Uh the Cowboys don't come into play here, even though McCoy got hurt. I mean, they've, they've taken a shot at a, at a ton of pass rushers. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, it looks like, you know, second, it looks like last chance you over there in Dallas <laughs> for some of those guys. Yeah. But if you just take, say, a Seattle, Cleveland, Philly that people were talking about, is there anybody on those lines that you would say we'd like that guy from a big end three technique spot? To help you out if that's who you're going to package something up with. Yeah. And again, I mean, we have no I mean, idea. I mean, We're I just have... taking a shot here and seeing who could potentially be a dance partner. See, but here's the thing, though. I mean, if you're going to package that deal with that third round pick, I mean, let's be honest. I'm mean, a second round pick. Let's be honest, Brent. Like, if you trade a second round pick and then a player for Yannick Ngakwe, odds are that player is not going to be a Pro Bowl type caliber player. Right? I mean, he's going to be kind of like a roster guy, I feel like. 
I mean, like, do you see it foreseeable, the fact that you can trade a legit defensive tackle on a second-round pick for Yannick Ngakwe in this environment right now? Well, I don't think he'd be a – I, I agree with that. I, yeah. I, but he could be a Rodney Gunter kind of player. Sure, One where sure. you envision that he's about to take another step, and Gunter didn't come with that kind of, you know, cachet. Sure. But they were high on him. Yeah. You know, and so they so was I. I mean, three I was years, eighteen million dollars. So if you get that kind of player and a second round pick, well, now you're yeah. talking a little true, something. True, but true, because you have to go to a team that would be saying, "Hey, yeah. we have a good player here, but we feel like we need an upgrade at pass rusher. That's more important to us right now. We have a hole there." And that's why the Phillies, the Seattles, well, the Clevelands have come into. Uh, and we got to be mind. honest here, whoever the team is, it's got to be a team that's ready to make a run, right? Like, you're not going to have, I feel like, a team at the bottom of the league that's going to... Re- Absolutely. So, I'm well, and, and where's that second-round pick, right? That second-round pick could be the 61st pick in the draft. For Yannick Ngakwe? I'd rather him sit on the sidelines than get a 61st overall pick. I'd feel better about it. Let me ask you this. The Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are interesting. You you have some kind of rapport with them. I'm looking at their depth right now. Uh, defensive tackle. Trey Calais back. Well, no, I mean, that ain't happening. They, they understand what they got there. The what Jaguars, would fans do? The Jaguars have traded Yannick Ngakwe for Calais Campbell. <laughs> what, would, what, would, what would Jags fans do if, if that news came what, what would they, What would I do? I'd probably quit. I'd be like, dude, I'm done. I, not what, only, what, no, what you would quit with Jags. Jags fans would be ecstatic. Yeah. Calais is yeah. back. Yeah, I guess. Jaguars All Access starts tomorrow night. Get him here by 7. Oh, we'll talk man. more about it. We'll see what's up with it. Again, uh, I'm hearing nothing imminent on this, but obviously the report is the report. Pretty connected guy in the NFL. And I also didn't get a denial on this kind of news. So we'll see what happens with Yannick Ngakwe. We'll keep you up to date. We'll have more discussions about it. We'll talk a little C.J. Henderson as well. Speaking of cryptic tweet guys, uh, coming up next on ESPN 690. The more people you speak to in each organization, the less doubt there is that the season is beginning on time and that there's going to be a season. There's going to be that opener between the Chiefs and the Texans on that Thursday night, September 10th. And a couple of months ago, two, three months ago, I think a lot of people might not have thought that that game would be played. But that game is going to be played barring something unexpected and unforeseen at this point in time. And when you speak to people, there's an actual sense of optimism. That's Adam Schefter, of course, from ESPN. I think there is optimism. In my mind, there's no doubt. I'd be stunned at this time if there isn't a game on September 10th. Yeah. And 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 the Jags aren't playing September 13th. I'd be absolutely stunned. About as stunned as I would be if the Jags traded Yannick Ngakwe for just a second-round pick. <laughs> I, listen, I'm never going to wish bad at anybody or any franchise, but I almost want it to happen just so I can see your reaction. <laughs> Because, like, we, we would slowly watch Brent Martineau descend into madness, would, man. Would Mr. The, Positivity. Would the Twitter se- uh, section and reactions be better than when Hopkins got traded? Oh, no. Not even close. Nah, it's just not as high profile. Yeah, okay. not even know. close, yeah. And to be honest with you, it's, it still wouldn't be as bad as that. I know, no. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was an all-timer right, right there. Yeah, yeah. that was going to be that was an all-timer. Yeah. Uh, listen. If if he gets if you're just joining us jumping in here on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 thanks for hanging with us ten different platforms you can watch us on Facebook YouTube Twitter and Twitch uh, you can listen uh, in your car on ESPN 690.com as well in the stream or on your smart speaker just play ESPN 690 well the story is in the last uh, 20 minutes or so 
Mike Lombardi, who's connected in the NFL. He's worked in front offices before. And uh, I, I tell you this all the time. If you read Michael Lombardi, what he says about it, he hates the Jags. Yeah. Hates them. <laughs> like, I'm convinced. I don't know Michael Lombardi, but I'm convinced he hates the Jags. Yeah. And uh, uh, he reported that the Jags are close to trading Yannick Ngakwe in the next day or so, like today or tomorrow. And uh, he puts in parentheses uh, uh, deals in the works for a second-round pick, essentially. Just a second-round pick. So that's where we're at in the story. We just spent the last 20 minutes talking about it and what could happen. We spent the commercial break looking up, could they throw a player in there somewhere uh, from a defensive line standpoint that would make some sense to help the Jags and Doug Marone and Todd Wash and that defense out this year and a second-round pick. Then something like that would make a little bit more sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell you, if they go for just a second-round pick, if this were to happen, and, and I also will tell you that I've heard nothing is imminent, and I, I will say this though i wasn't categorically denied in my checking in on this reconnaissance yep. well, yeah so that also is a footnote um but nothing imminent so mm-hmm. they might not be as close as lombardi's talking or some other teams are talking or whoever if they were to do it for just a second round pick you know what i would think of you know, the first thing i would think of it's almost like it got so toxic between the jags and his agent that they basically said we're going to do this in spite of the agent. Agent tried to get this deal done with a second-round pick probably for the last year and couldn't do it. Yeah. Jan got it done by himself. <laughs> well, no, but keep in mind, Jan has signed a new agent. He got, he's got the new agent. Yeah, well, yeah. Still, but he yeah, essentially so, so, yeah, got it yeah. done by himself because of the conversations that they had. And, yeah, you know, yeah. So uh, it, it's, it's interesting. It also does speak to the signing of the new agent mm-hmm. that something could this quickly potentially be in the works. Yeah. And uh, one thing I thought – Austin said a really good thing at, at the outset of this conversation. As much as I would rail against the idea of just a second-round pick for, for Yannick Ngakwe, you actually add it to it because of the timing. The timing wouldn't make sense. The Jags are in no rush here. Mm-hmm. They don't need to be in a rush here. And there's a good chance that a team, if they're willing to do that, potentially could get even more desperate no. as we approach the season, as we potentially approach the trade deadline, to do it. And by the way, I'll tell you this. The second if it was just a second round pick, the second round pick's gonna be there forever. Of course. That's so, gonna be a deal that gets done no problem. The draft value can only go up, I feel like, as the season progresses. For Me, yeah, Gakwe. so that's a good point. So that's I I will be stunned <laughs> if the Jaguars trade Yannick Ngakwe and it is just for a second round pick. I'm telling you, I'll be absolutely shocked. Uh so We'll see what happens. Uh, but again, nothing imminent uh, in that situation. We spent, uh, I mean, this has been, Jan has been such a topic here mm-hmm. on the show for such a long time. And part of it, we've had a little fun with his cryptic tweeting. By the way, as Jan tweeted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good, point. Good point. Is he staying Has he quiet? Want anything? <laughs> yes. I'm on it. Uh, so that's how deep we got into the Jan discussions is his uh, cryptic tweeting. He hasn't tweeted, by the way, since uh, August 4th which is now going on more than two weeks, mm-hmm. and it was kill evil with love. I can sign up for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Now we have C.J. Henderson tweet. Hang on, though. So so he, he's liked a couple things, though. He right? has liked a couple things? Um, one of the things was somebody from a, 
I don't know who this person is, but I admire people who stay solid to me no matter what. Solid. Opposite of solid, liquid. Liquid is what? Rain. It rains a lot in Seattle, Washington, Brent. Seattle Seahawks, possibly? Well, did then, I just break it down? What did you say? There was, what, was, what did the tweet actually said something about a two in it? And Brent said he hasn't tweeted in two weeks? This is some, like... See? Yeah. Also, we you guys have, just shut up. <laughs> I can't stand when people waste my time. Waste. Garbage. The garbage-picking, fugle-kicking Philadelphia phenomenon. That Disney movie from the Eagles. Is he going to the Eagles now? Man, Brent, I'm breaking it down. This, right. is, this is what happens. You ask me to read people's tweets. This, this is where we're at now. Well, how about C.J. Henderson's tweet? So, yeah, you read them. <laughs> so, real like and, and like, a barrage of tweets. At the end of the day, when you step in front of me, I'm going to show you why I was mad about them nights I got full of ramen noodles for dinner. Okay, that's cool. I run off two hours of sleep now knowing that I'm genuinely happy from this. Like, man, I'm scared of king of the king mindset. I have now that I can make so many young black men stronger. Okay. Like a it. mindset like why not start a car company with a last name like Jones to change the oppression we've been through? Like, hey, listen, it's okay to drive that Lamborghini because it loses value two seconds off the lot. Little life lesson there? Yeah. Kind of. Talk about Lamborghinis, though. Don't buy a Lamborghini. You know how I feel about that. Uh, then he is going back and forth with some folks, right? Yeah. Man, you get on this. Uh, somebody says, bro, rim and noodles and steakums. You ain't said nothing but a word. And he said, man, you can get on this island and act tough when you never had to use a plastic fork, but you talking like you live that life. Uh, do you know that in football? I'm legally allowed to beat your aunt. Sorry, kids. Mm -hmm. That's what he said. Uh so he goes on, he's saying this stuff, uh, which is, it's just, again, like to me, it's, I'm not, it's not catching my attention. Yeah. Like all this stuff is like, okay, I don't know if he's quoting rap songs or just sure. being philosophical. But then he says, I encourage everybody reading what I'm saying to listen to me pick the media's brain on Thursday at 1245. And just by saying this, watch how different the energy is after practice when they're waiting on me. Brent's so different right now. You know, Brent's going to be so different tomorrow. How different are you going to be, Brent? You gonna be different tomorrow? But what is he talking about? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> Listen, I wish I had a great response from you. I mean, obviously, right now it's a situation where we have a player speaking out, and in his mind, he's telling like it is, right? Like he's he's like, oh, I can't believe he's saying this stuff. And I think I think he thinks that well, he's saying these crazy things, and now the media's gonna take it and run with it. Now ESPN six ninety is gonna break it down on their show. <laughs> like we are, and it's going to be like a, a, a crazy backlash for it. Like I don't think it's going to be a really crazy backlash for it. And I don't think, like, from your perspective, you're not going to change how you approach the interview or anything like that. But I can't wait to you talk to him. I, I can't wait to see hear what he says tomorrow. I'm intrigued now. I'm in. Yeah, I I don't I don't I don't understand. Like I don't think we have a beef in the media with. C.J. Anderson? Yeah. I mean, listen, we've even said it. Like, I said it on the show the other day. I think the reaction to him being a top 10 pick was lukewarm. Mm -hmm. I think so. Uh, I mean, even I would have been, I was lukewarm on it. Sure. I, we wondered if that was a good pick. He's looked really good in practice so far. Nice player, good player. We'll see. But I don't, it's weird. He's super quiet. I mean, that's the book on it. That's what we know. Super quiet guy. And all of a sudden, some of these tweets, it was really, it's interesting. I I, I can't wait for 1245 tomorrow. I don't know what it's going to be like. <laughs> well, and listen, I just hope that it's not a case where it's another Jalen Ramsey scenario, right? Like, we're, we're now you go to war with the media. Now you're letting the media affect you and things like that. I mean, you're still but a rookie, man. doesn't the media have to come 
to battle first with you for that to happen? Hey, man, I'm just going by what I'm reading right now on Twitter. But he is so not Jalen. I've said this before. He's sure. like A.J. Boye, you know, in terms of his but demeanor. Listen, who, who, who else would go on Twitter right now and call up the media and say, we'll see you tomorrow, can't wait, see how you act? Who, who else would do that? Jalen Ramsey. Who's would. getting mad at us? we got to go to break. We come back, we talk a little more football, including FSU at four. What's up with the quarterback spot? Next on ESPN 690. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.